It's Monday, February 27th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Some Michigan residents faced a fourth straight day without power Sunday as crews continued to work to restore electricity to more than 165,000 homes and businesses in the greater Detroit area following last week's ice storm. With the local school district on midwinter break, people who have been out of town will be returning to find a mess from burst water pipes and flooded basements. In hard-hit southeastern Michigan, still reeling from the ice storms and high winds, the state's two main utilities, DTE Energy and Consumers Energy, reported about 168,000 homes and businesses were without power as of about 6 p.m. Sunday. Powerful storms with widespread wind gusts also moved into Oklahoma on Sunday evening from the Texas Panhandle, The National Weather Service said that tornado watches and warnings remained in effect in parts of Oklahoma after tornadoes were spotted there and in Kansas. Widespread gusts up to 90 miles per hour were reported in southwest Oklahoma with downed trees and power lines, road closures, and damage to homes around Norman and Shawnee. Around the world, Israeli and Palestinian officials pledged Sunday to reduce the escalating violence in the West Bank and Jerusalem, but the fatal shooting of two Israeli settlers and subsequent riots in Palestinian villages underscored how tensions are spiraling. Israelis and Palestinians issued a joint statement after a rare meeting with U.S., Jordanian, and Egyptian officials hosted in Jordan's southern coastal city of Aqaba. The summit brought high-level diplomacy to efforts to stem spiraling tensions between Israelis and Palestinians ahead of the Muslim holy month of Ramadan in late March. Regional officials have warned that Ramadan could be a flashpoint for new violence as it has been in the past. But Sunday marked another violent day in the West Bank. In the afternoon, the two Israelis were shot to death by a Palestinian gunman, Groups of Israeli settlers later rioted in the area, and one Palestinian man was fatally shot in the abdomen, Palestinian health officials said. Meanwhile, Russia launched a new wave of Iranian-made drones against Ukrainian cities, breaking a weeks-long lull in such attacks as its forces continued to tighten their grip around the embattled eastern city of Bakhmut. Ukraine's military said it shot down 11 out of the 14 Iranian-made Shahed drones late Sunday and early Monday, including all nine that were aimed at the capital city of Kiev. The three remaining drones, however, hit targets in the central city of Kamelnitsky, with explosions there killing two rescue workers and injuring three other people, according to the local government. Russia also fired S-300 missiles at the southern city of Zaporizhia overnight, hitting an infrastructure site but causing no casualties, the local government said. Hours earlier, a drone attack on a military airfield near the Belarusian capital of Minsk knocked out a Russian A-50 airborne early warning and control plane, one of only a handful in Russia's arsenal, according to Belarus's opposition. While Moscow hasn't commented on the attack, Russian military officers and analysts on social media confirmed that a serious incident had occurred at the airfield. Back in the U.S., SpaceX and NASA postponed the company's planned launch of crew to the International Space Station early this morning because of an issue related to an ignition fluid, the agency said. 
The decision to postpone the flight due to a technical challenge marked an interruption in the company's smooth work on human missions for the agency. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said he was proud that teams at the agency and SpaceX remained focused on safely conducting launches. The Elon Musk-led company had been scheduled to send four people to the research laboratory for NASA at 1.45 a.m. Eastern Time from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. SpaceX has emerged as the world's busiest rocket launcher and counts NASA as an important customer. This would have been the seventh time the company transported a crew to the space station for NASA since 2020 when it conducted the first launch of astronauts from the U.S. in nearly a decade. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.